For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Our ranking show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And that, of course, is the voice of at... Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings podcast, aka the Power Rankings show. We uh, did not come to you yesterday. I was traveling, and Marcus had a brownout. Hmm. <laughs> well, that sounds <laughs> his electrical power was out. <laughs> so did my son this morning. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we uh, couldn't do a podcast yesterday. So, but. I've got the power rankings here for, gosh, what week are we on now? What week did we just finish? 10? We just finished week 10. We're going to week 11. Golly, it's confusing. Um, Was this the week 10 power rankings or the week 11 power rankings? See, whenever you label it, when you do, Marcus does all the labeling on our podcast. So if you ever read the descriptions, do pretty much all the work. He, (laughs) uh, You always do backwards. Right. You always do the week we just had. And when yeah. I did it for NFL.com, we always did it the week coming up. Well, uh, we're not NFL.com. We're the power ranking show. <laughs> that, was, that was not really a particularly good story with a beginning, middle, or end. Uh, okay. So we've got that. We uh, Marcus and I were talking earlier about Deshaun Watson. Um, he's out for the season now. Um, you were telling me a couple of the thoughts you had on it. What are you What are you thinking now with a little more perspective? Uh, it's just a bummer for Cleveland. You, you come off one of your biggest wins of the last two decades, right? Beating the Ravens in this dramatic fashion. You're six and three with a big rematch game against Pittsburgh coming up this weekend in Cleveland. And now you lose your starting quarterback for the rest of the season. And you've paid all this money for Watson. You've traded all these draft picks away. And you've gotten 11 games out of him over the last two years. Uh, You start to worry about his long-term health and whether he's going to be able to stay healthy. You feel like this was the year to try to go all in uh, with, you know, the the roster they have. It's just a bummer. And I I still think Cleveland's going to squeak into the playoffs. I think they're going to get to nine or 10 wins, but your ceiling is just completely gone. Well, the first thing I'm thinking right now, just on that thought alone is good thing. They got that win in uh, Indianapolis, the one that they probably shouldn't have gotten because in this uh, one, Against the yeah. Ravens. Yeah, that those are, you know, probably going to play into Cleveland, earning one of the wild card scr- spots. Maybe it's 
spot seven, but they're still going to get it. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the playoffs spots uh, when we do the power rankings, not because it's the power standings, but literally there are some teams when you look at their schedule, <laughs> there's no way they're missing the playoffs. So we've right. got some basically playoff guarantees uh, coming up. I think just for me right now at this point of the season, I think you're starting to see a couple of the teams that people just automatically assume are good teams that Marcus aren't good. And in one particular case, we think is, we think <laughs> the NFL hasn't challenged them enough. No, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs and uh, we'll get to that team as well. I want to go ahead and start at the bottom here. Let's, let's pull up the, uh, the old tech mall board. Uh, got the Panthers at 32 and I, I don't think there's really any reason to move them there. You know, one thing I want to say real quick, uh, just about the Panthers, because we don't really talk about them very much. You know, if they were getting the play of CJ Stroud, which is not fair, CJ Stroud is awesome. Um, gosh, they could be in the NFC South race right now because that division is so bad. And this is not necessarily um, uh, coming down on Bryce Young. It's just more that uh, if they had exquisite quarterback play compared to what's in that division, I, I really think they'd be winning the NFC South. The Giants, unfortunately, they're at 31. Uh, they had to start Tommy DeVito. He didn't have a chance uh, against Dallas. And New England Patriots have a serious quarterback problem at number 30. They benched Mac Jones, if you guys didn't see that game from Germany. Unlike Marcus's prediction, I actually watched some of it. And they benched him for the last drive, yeah. just for the last drive. So anything on these bottom three, any issues? Would you rather be the Giants or the Patriots going forward? Just like for the for the next couple of years. The Patriots clearly don't have a franchise quarterback. I don't think the Giants do either. But it feels at least like the Giants have the right coach in place. I, I'm not sure New England does. I don't want to be the Giants uh, because of that that you just mentioned. The Giants are already, I feel like, kind of in evaluation mode, which is, I think, where New England should be right now. And the there's no conundrum when you're firing a coach that hasn't done anything. There was no conundrum for firing Josh McDaniels. No, it's a conundrum to fire Bill Belichick uh, given. And you can't say, well, they've been lousy since Tom Brady left. That's not true. They made the playoffs the first year Tom Brady was gone or no, excuse me, the second year, right? 2020, second year, 2021. Yeah. They went like what? 10 and seven or something. And mm -hmm. they, they made the playoffs. So I, I think at this point I'd much rather be the giants. I, I tell you, when we talk about coaches and, and, if the, the, the current regime is going to stay in place, I really wonder about Chicago at 29. I, I don't know how that's going to go. I'm not rooting for anyone to get fired, but I recognize they've been playing without Justin Fields, but let's be real. This team wasn't that good with Justin Fields. Uh, kind of ditto Green Bay. I don't think uh, Lafleur's in, in danger of getting fired. However, uh, Jordan Love is just not really banked in on a lot of the uh, kind of Late season last year returns where people thought, okay, maybe we can prognosticate that Green Bay is a playoff team with this defense. What do you think about Chicago and Green Bay's future right now, 29 and 28? I feel like Green Bay is the least exciting team in the NFL right now. You have a quarterback who's going to be 26 years old in December. He's probably not the franchise guy, but he's also not so bad that you have to move on. They've got a lot of veterans on the team that are just kind of aging no real superstars on offense to get you excited about, like if you have them on your fantasy team. I, it, it's just a weird spot for Green Bay because we're used to them being so relevant over the last three decades, and now it's just they're kind of boring to watch. Yeah, Tennessee isn't exactly exciting to watch. And similar to the Bill Belichick situation, at least in a, in a tiny, tiny way, 
What do you do with Derrick Henry going forward? You know, this is another team now. At least they're in evaluation mode at quarterback, but I just don't know that Derrick Henry is going to be part of the future of that team uh, wherever they go. Right now, they're one of the worst teams in the league. I've got Arizona ahead of them at 26 because, quite frankly, Kyler Murray is better than any of the quarterbacks below him on this list. Now, I don't think he's better than Matt Stafford, but Stafford banged up his thumb a couple of weeks ago. I don't know where the Rams really are right now. I feel like 25th is fair. They're probably, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFC playoff picture, but they're the one team that I could see getting hot, like just winning three or four games in a row and getting back into this conversation for a wild card team. I'm not putting them away quite yet. They just, you know, when a quarterback injures his thumb, how bad is it and how long does it linger and how much is it affecting their throwing motion? Because if the Rams are going to get in the, the wild card race and somehow make it to like nine and eight, it's got to be on the strength of their passing game. That's really where they could beat a lot of the teams in the NFL right now. Because if you guys haven't looked around or if you aren't stat heads, the NFL passing game right now is really not having a very good year uh, collectively. Let's go to uh, the next board, man, 24 to 17 or 17 to 24. Got Atlanta at 24. Very uninspiring team right now. Uh, I thought early on they might be the team that win the, won the South. They could still do it, but I'm really doubting that now. The Jets had a golden opportunity to get a win against the Raiders. They couldn't do it. Uh, all the Zach Wilson defenders out there, great. Understand that there are other things going on with the Jets, but when they need a big play from him, they can't get it. The Raiders were able to get some big plays against the Jets, but I still think they're one of the weaker teams in the league. I'm not ready to get all excited about this mini win streak they've got going. I think we're going to get to the rest of these teams in this list, but can we petition the NFL just to put all of these teams at the 1 p.m. Eastern time slot? Like (laughs) never have any of these teams play in prime time. Our big game again, please. I'm begging you. Yeah. So Falcons at 24, Jets at 23, Raiders at 22. By the way, I went and looked on uh, Twitter and I watched the um, the little preview promo they did for Raiders Jets on the Heidi game from yeah, 1968. Cool. That was so cool. Uh, yeah. If you get on Twitter or go to uh, YouTube and watch that, it's a great great thing about how NBC backed out of the biggest game in the AFL uh, to to show the kids movie Heidi. Can I, can right. I give you a like, quick con- yeah. conspiracy theory here? There's no business that there's no reason why that Raiders Jets game should have stayed on Sunday night football. There were so many other games they could have flexed into that spot. I just don't think NBC wanted to do that because they spent so much time with this Heidi little promo before the game. So they decided, let's just leave it. (laughs) Actually, it's probably true uh, when you think about it. All right. uh, Tampa Bay at 21. Again, the NFC South is so weak. I, I'm not really sure what to make at Tampa Bay. They have been up. They've been down. They started the season three and one. The good thing for Tampa is what they're five and five. They're they're in position uh, to win the division. But uh, again, it's it's hard for me to think of them as a good team and not be a one and done in the playoffs. Anyway, uh, ditto Indianapolis Colts. There might be a way that they could sneak in the playoffs. I think it's going to be a lot harder for them than it would be for Tampa, Marcus, because Tampa can do it by winning the division. Yeah. I don't see Indy winning this division. I think they're the third place team, and I just don't see them squeezing out that seventh spot. But I have to admit, they have been competitive maybe more than uh, people would think. So uh, we're going to spoil number 19 here is the Broncos as well. You've got the Broncos at five and five, the Colts at five and five, the Raiders at five and five, and the Jets at four and five, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Of these four teams, I think one of them is going to get in the playoffs in the AFC. I really do. Of the four, which one do you think is the most likely? You think the Broncos are going to make it? No, I kind of think the Colts are going to make it. To be, you honest. think the Colts are going to make it? Yeah. Well, 
I kind of think it might be the Jets uh, because I think at some point their defensive personnel can win them another game or two. And if Aaron Rodgers really can come back in mid-December and they can put a little mini run together, why couldn't they go nine and eight and squeeze in? I don't know that I, that I feel that way about the Raiders. I'm curious to, to hear why you think the Colts are that team. Well, their schedule is really easy, but let me go back to the Jets real quick. For them to make the playoffs, they've got to beat Buffalo in Buffalo this year, this week because it gets them to five and five. And it gives them the tiebreaker over Buffalo for a wild card spot. Now, here's where the Jets could clean up. Their th- last three games of the season, home against the Commanders, at the Browns, which you just talked about, like that's a much more winnable game now, at the Patriots. So if you can, if you mm-hmm. can have six wins, seven wins going into that stretch, I guess it's theoretically possible that Rodgers could come back, win the final three games of the season, you're nine and eight, you go into the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't need to win the final three games. I mean, those games might be winnable with with who you have. Uh, it's it, it's possible. We should mention the Broncos at 19. This may seem pretty unfair, but what I told Marcus is it's hard for me to rank this team any higher. Their passing game, it just does not produce. They get some big plays when they need it. They got one in the fourth quarter against Buffalo. People have talked about how Russell Wilson has had a pretty efficient year. Yeah, but they're clearly keeping the ball out of his hands. They're one of the lowest teams in pass attempts. And it's not because they've been winning games 40 to 10 and they're running out the clock. I can guarantee you that their defense is still ranked last in the NFL. They're ranked last in points, yardage, uh, run defense. There's another category. I think it's a yards per rush. I, I just can't put them any higher. I actually think Washington is playing better football than the Broncos are, even though Washington's record is not sterling. They played tough again against Seattle. They're getting good quarterback play, all things considered. And then I have New Orleans at 17. New Orleans is so up and down. When they're good, they're good. And when they're not, they're not. I will say Derek Carr got hurt early. Jameis Winston came in. Uh, They did make that game competitive when it was looking like it was going to get away from them early. Uh, What do you think on these two teams? We have a lot of really bad teams in the NFL that are also just not fun to watch. Like I think the Patriots (laughs) are one of them right now. The Titans are one of them. I kind of think the Commanders are bad. But they are fun, and that's what makes them – I'm good with having them at 18 because they throw the ball a ton. They throw the ball downfield. They get into these shootout games. I think 18 is perfectly fine, and they've got some primetime games coming up that I'm actually excited to see. Yeah, again, the Saints at 17. That's my highest-ranked NFC South team sitting at 17. <laughs> but right now, that gets you in the playoffs, and that gets you a four seed. Let's go and look at some actual – or at least likely playoff teams. And once again, totally dominated uh, by the AFC. Nice uh, look at your email though. I like that. Okay. So at uh, 16, the LA chargers. Um, I mean, dude, what do you say after that game against the lions? Boy, that, that's fun too. What was that? Was that your backdrop? I yeah, mean, you're uh, your well, on screen. I, I had, I had a little jets that were sneaking over to the picture that I needed to move. So I had to move them out. of <laughs> <What>? there. <laughs> I thought we was like home screen. Home yeah. We did this thing my neighbor and I did yesterday where we said, what if you switched Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger in some of their favorite, most famous movies? Terminator so like, gets you know, better. So you put, yeah, but you put Arnold in like Rocky three when he's arguing with Adrian on the beach. You want to knock me down? <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> Not quite. Hey, yo, do it. I'm here. Uh, sorry, that's from Predator. You wouldn't get that. Uh, all right, because you've still never seen that. I'm trying is... to think about Sylvester Stallone and Jingle All the Way, a Christmas movie. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. 
it's not. Hey, yo, it's not a tumor. Uh, okay, so number fifteen, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Marcus, truthfully, I could put the Bills lower than this easily. Uh, they're not playing well on offense. Josh Allen has done pretty well, but once again, uh, the other night they couldn't get the plays when they needed it. You've talked many times on this podcast about how banked up their defense is, and honestly, it wasn't really their defense that lost that game. No. Granted, did the Broncos get some uh, gratuitous things go their way? Yes. Of course they did, but the game should have never been in that spot. You're at home, primetime audience, and a game you really have to have, and you let the Broncos come in and win. So a lot of people still assume that the Bills are going to be in the playoffs. I know Bet Online has them. I think that's like minus 155 to make the postseason. Let's run through their schedule really quickly. They're 5-5. Five and five. They play home yep. against the Jets this week. Okay, we'll give them a win, 6-5. and five. Yep. Uh, they play at Philadelphia next week. Give them six and six. At Kansas City the following week. Give them six and seven. Home against the Cowboys. Give them six and eight. At the Chargers. Okay, I'll give them a win, seven and eight. Home against the Patriots. Okay, eight and eight. At Miami. Probably eight and nine. So let's just say I'm wrong. Let's say they beat Dallas at home or something like that. Maybe sneak one against Miami. Nine and eight, probably not getting in. Not with the tiebreakers the way they are. And especially if they beat Dallas and lose to Miami. Because when you're an AFC team, racking up wins against NFC teams does not help you. Because your conference record is worse. And conference record comes into play when you're doing tiebreakers for wild card. Yes, head-to-head does as well. But, you know, not you can't always, especially if it's a three-way tie, you can't always decide based on head-to-head. And a lot of times these teams haven't played head-to-head. So Buffalo, if they rack up NFC wins, like if they sneak out a win against Philadelphia and Dallas, but they lose to the Jets and the Dolphins, they're done. Yeah, They're done. They're not going to make it. Um, Pittsburgh is going to make it. Their record is soft, 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 and they keep eking out wins. And as you pointed out to me on the phone earlier, uh, by the way, Pittsburgh at 14, my 13th ranked team, Cleveland, just got weaker with no Deshaun Watson. And guess who plays this week? So <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to get another huge break in a season full of breaks for this team. They got an unbelievably favorable spot against the Rams. They had this weird play against Green Bay, which was clearly a backwards pass, and it wasn't. Then they played an abominable game against Baltimore at home in Pittsburgh where they could do nothing on offense. And then they get one drive from Kenny Pickett. I'm sure I'm missing some. I know you have a whole litany in your head, and we don't want to hear them because we know how you feel. I would just add real quick their schedule. They play Cleveland this week with Dorian Thompson-Robinson starting. They play the Cardinals. uh, They play the Patriots. They play the Colts. That's four of their next five games. I mean, it's they're going to get to 11 wins without blinking. All right, that's it. That's your quote on talking Steelers. I I can't let it let you do it. By the way, Bengals at 12. So I got Pittsburgh 14, Cleveland at 13, Cincinnati 12th ranked team. Cincinnati did lose this week to Houston, but they climbed back in that game. Uh, It's a really competitive game. You predicted, we both predicted Houston would cover. You actually predicted Houston would get that win outright, Mm -hmm. uh, which was great. But without T Higgins, they're not quite the same team with T Higgins they could be better than all these teams on this board. And we're going to get to 11, 10, and 9 in a second. Bengals are in a tough spot. They almost have to beat Baltimore on Thursday in order to survive Mm. because they still have two games against Pittsburgh left. They play at Jacksonville, home against Minnesota, at Kansas City. You you cannot afford to lose this game if you want to make the playoffs. This this game's at Baltimore, though, isn't it? Correct. Mm. You've already lost to Baltimore once, and you've already lost to Cleveland once. 
Yeah, it's a big one. It's definitely a big one. Uh, this was a big win for Houston, though, while we're talking about the Bengals. They did go in, beat Cincinnati at their place. C.J. Stroud played great again. Um, th- it's crazy. Noah Brown and Tank Dell contribute every week. Tank Dell did have a bad drop in this game, but, I mean, forgive it because he's he's done great as a rookie. Uh, I, I really like the Texans. I think they're going to end up being in the playoffs, as do I think the number 10 team. and Kind of the Steelers version uh, in the NFC. You look at the Vikings schedule and where their record is right now, my 10th ranked team, I think they are definitely the seventh seed in the NFC. Yeah, Minnesota's making the playoffs. I want to go back to the Texans really quickly. Not only do I think the Texans are going to make the playoffs, I think they're going to win the AFC South. You look at their schedule and how it kind of pans out over the last six games. I'm going to give you their games right now. Home against the Broncos, at the Jets, at the Titans, home against the Browns, home against the Titans, at the Colts. There's no reason why they can't go four and two during that stretch, get to 10, 11 wins. I, I don't love what I've seen from Jacksonville over the next couple, over the last couple of weeks. Don't rule out the Texans winning that division. That's mentioned maybe the hardest game they had on that schedule just got a whole lot easier because of injury. But Minnesota's schedule, same deal with the record that they have right now. I don't, I don't see Minnesota missing, and and it's crazy. I think we know every single NFC playoff team right now, except for the NFC South winner. I think we know all three wild cards and the other three division winners. Look at your rankings right now. So you have the Vikings as number ten, right? That would be the seventh Mm -hmm. seed in the NFC. Your next NFC team is the Saints at seventeen, but we're gonna we expect them to win their division. Right. So you're yep. looking at like team 19, team 20. There's just no way. No, no. Seattle, by the way, is my number nine team. Uh, that's another team I think is going to be the wild. I mean, I'll just tell you guys right now. I think the wild cards are Dallas, Seattle, and Minnesota, probably in that order. And I think the division winners are San Francisco, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Dealer's Choice from the NFC South. So there you go. A uh, big win, by the way, though, for Seattle. They had to have that win against Washington. If Washington were able to win that game in Seattle, I wouldn't have felt nearly as confident. I would say Washington was still a viable player Mm -hmm. and maybe ahead of the Rams as the one team that might be able to somehow make their way. But Seattle, that was a big game in the NFC playoff field. Okay, let's go to uh, one through eight. Number eight, I've got Jacksonville Jaguars. You just talked about them. They got the doors blown off them by the 49ers. There was nothing fluky about it. They got beat at the point of attack. The 49ers secondary, by and large, played great because a lot of the 49ers sacks that you saw in the highlights were not within 2.5 seconds. They were, you know, where Lawrence just had to go off of his first read, maybe step up. And uh, boy, those bookends for the Niners just had a field day on the Jacks tackles. Uh, number seven, Miami Dolphins. And I'm going a little fast here because I want to get to some of the top teams and really talk about them. But Miami, I'm not really sure where to put them right now, but I don't feel as strongly about them as I did earlier in the year. Right now, Marcus, I think my number 16, the Lions are better than they are. I would agree. Uh, Miami can absolutely throttle bad teams against good teams. They can hang. I just don't trust them because of the trenches. I just don't think they're quite good enough there. So one of our narratives that we talked about last year was that Jared Goff really did not have a very good year on the road. Uh, He's put up some decent numbers on the road uh, this year. Not in every single game. There's been some hiccups. The Baltimore game immediately leaps to mind. But, you know, think about some of the games the Lions have had on the road. They've hammered the Packers. 
uh, mm-hmm. weeks ago. They beat the Bucks pretty handily, and they just beat the Chargers, scoring I think forty-one points on offense. Now the defense might still be a concern, but that was a pretty good quarterback they were going up against uh, in L.A. Uh, number five team is the Baltimore Ravens. That is the one team that really put the Lions in their place. But the Ravens got beat by the Browns this week, and I realized it was a super close game and everything, but honestly, the Browns took control of that game in the second half, and if it wasn't for a muffed punt in the fourth quarter, I don't think the Browns would have needed those late heroics uh, to win the game. I have no idea how to feel about this Baltimore team. Like, could I see them being the number two seed in the NS- or in the AFC? Yeah, I could. I could also see them completely falling out of the AFC North Divisional race and being like the seventh seed. I they're one of the teams that really puzzles me, and I think we're going to find out a lot about them on Thursday. If they beat the Bengals, I think they're going to be fine. If they lose, things get really hairy really quickly because they drop from the number one seed. Excuse me, the, the, they drop from being the leader in the AFC North all the way down to number three. Huge game for them. I think if Baltimore plays a team like Miami, who hasn't been playing well in the offensive line, they'll do fine. Yes, but they play a team like Kansas City. Or let's say if they made the Super Bowl and played Philadelphia with stout offensive lines, this Baltimore front is not good enough. It's not good enough because Baltimore's best defensive players are in the back seven, uh, the linebackers and and, uh, defensive backs. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys got some really strong defensive uh, back play. My bland, I saw his PFF rating. I was shocked at how good it is. I think Gilmore has had a a sneaky Mm -hmm. good season. And, and, you know, obviously they've been without digs, but a lot is made of the Cowboys pass rush. But you got to give it to the secondary. Now, granted, they played Tommy DeVito this week, but uh, the Cowboys secondary has played really well. Dak Prescott has played excellent football since the L.A. Chargers game. And then C.D. Lamb is playing out of his mind right now. Uh, The Cowboys at four, should they be higher? No, you can't put them higher than anybody. In fact, I'm a little surprised that you put them ahead of Baltimore. Uh, But Baltimore has a lot of the same issues that the Cowboys have. When you play really good teams, not – quite able to just put them away. So I, I'm I'm perfectly fine having the Cowboys four, five, or six here. I tell you the reason why the Cowboys or the 49ers are ahead of the Ravens is they have more studs. If you just go and pick out, okay, who's a guy you'd love to have in the first round if we were drafting current players? There are a lot of Cowboys you could name right now. You could name Micah. You you could name Tyron Smith's the best player on the Cowboys right now. Yeah. That no no joke. CD Lamb. You know you and then you have guys that are playing great. I just mentioned the quarterback. I just you know uh, Demarcus Lawrence is a guy I didn't mention, and then the secondary. So, um, I, you know, I think the Cowboys are deserving of where they are, but they also deserve to be behind the 49ers. The, the Niners really recovered uh, mm-hmm. against the Jags. They played great football with oh, Chase Young, man. It's going to be really hard to block those guys up front. Yeah, now they got Randy Gregory coming off the bench for them, who they just signed a couple <laughs> weeks ago. They signed yeah. him to be a starting defensive end, and now he's back to playing like 17 snaps. So what a what an absurd defensive line they have. Yeah, but like I was telling you uh, on the phone when after watching this game, Christian McCaffrey has really earned my respect. I mean, I know he was always a good player, but he is tough. He knows how to catch the ball in a crowd. He's not just a fantasy compiler, you know. He is really a good all-around solid football player, and you're smirking over there. I don't know what you're smirking about. Go ahead. Keep moving on. And uh, Brandon Ayuk, too, man. Uh, Really impressed with what a good receiver he's become. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at number two. I I think this is fair. This is where they belong. But I'm I'm with you being concerned about their pass offense, which feels weird to say. (laughs) They play the Eagles on Monday Night Football, which should be an awesome game. 
if they don't have success in that game, throwing the ball against the Eagles secondary at home, coming off what 15 days rest to get ready, I'm going to be really concerned. And I'm gonna, this is going to be the first time I think the Chiefs could be one and done in the playoffs. It's a huge game for Kansas City. I see three of them out there. See, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Can't just <laughs> can't just flip the the best action heroes of the '80s. No, you, you try try as you might. Uh, number one team, Philadelphia Eagles. This is pretty obvious. They have the best record in the league. They've taken on all comers. They've beaten good teams. They've beaten the bad teams in a lot of close games, but they keep winning the close games. Um, they had a lot of things go their way against the Cowboys, but as we discussed last week, we thought if the I mean, we think if Philadelphia had gotten the ball down at the end of that game, their receivers would have beaten the Cowboys secondary right. and they probably would have won the game anyway. Uh, that game is going to be fantastic when it's in Dallas. We'll see what happens there in Philadelphia. Wait, wait, Philly still plays San Francisco and KC, right? Yes, and Buffalo next week. Wow. Man, what a schedule. So we'll see where the Eagles, uh, you know, win-loss total comes out at the end of the year. But I, I don't think there's any discussion about who the best team in football is right now. No, I mean, they're the most talented team in football. They're pretty healthy right now. Um, I expect them to upset Kansas City uh, on Monday, but that'll be for tomorrow's show when we do our picks. The one thing I will say, they really need to go back to their earlier green that they wore against Miami on Sunday night. Preferably not with the eagle on the side. I'd really prefer the white and silver sleeves like they had in the early 80s. But, I'm, you know, look, not that I'm a nerd about such things. Just a purist. Yeah. So again, my top teams in the league, Jacksonville at eight, Miami at seven, Detroit at six, Baltimore at five, Dallas at four, San Francisco at three, Kansas City at two and Philadelphia at one. I give you the, uh, the quick final thought. I was going to use my final thought on talking about the Steelers, but apparently I've been prohibited to do that on this show. Uh, So I, I think the NFC playoff picture is really boring. As you mentioned, but I think the games are going to be fa- fantastic when we get to like round two. Like, there's a good chance we get Philly, Detroit, Dallas, San Fran in round two of the playoffs, which would be absolutely amazing. On the other side, I'm not sure I'm all that excited to watch the AFC playoff. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of bad quarterbacks, and a lot of bad offenses on the field. It's just crazy, you know, because w- we talked offline before this weekend, and I said, "Man, Minnesota wins and Seattle beats Washington." We pretty much know all the NFC playoff teams, except for the NFC South division winner. But if you want to hear about one of those playoff teams or who's going to be one of those playoff teams, the Dallas Cowboys, listen to Locked On Cowboys. Marcus does that with Landon McCool. Also, Marcus does a dynasty podcast, also on the Locked On Network and covers the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire, where they're a little bit more interesting to cover uh, these days and writes for the 33rd team. is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. And we really appreciate you guys. And we thank the good folks over at Bet Online and Believe. And we'll talk to you later with picks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.